Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord bless you. I'm so excited to spend time with you in this teaching. And I love the Word of God. The Word of God is like my medicine. My spiritual food, and help me to know God and know the truth. The truth sets me free, and I believe that you love the Word of God as well. That's why you spend time to listen to this teaching. I would like to continue to talk about the doctrine of the last things, or we call it eschatology. Eschatology is the doctrine of last things. The word. Eschatology come from the Greek language eschatos, which means last, and logos, which means the discourse or the knowledge, the truth. Eschatology covers the intermediate state between death and the resurrection. Talk about death, the resurrection, and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The judgment, the rewards, and the final destiny of the believers and the unbelievers. The reason we need to learn this doctrine because, as a man or a woman, we are finite, or we are limited by time and space. We were created for eternity, but we had a beginning. And we will exist eternally. We have the day of birth, and after that, we're gonna come to the last day of our life on earth, which we call death. And then we have life after death, the eternal life after death, either in heaven for believers or in the eternal lake of fire for unbelievers. For all of us, we have a lifespan. Between the birth and the death, therefore, we need to understand how we should live on earth, why we are having this time span before we leave this world and enter into eternity and our destiny. The time that we spend on earth here is very limited, and it will come to an end one day. This is a time of probation. This is a time of repentance. It's a time to learn to know God and to serve Him and to live our life for Him. No man in the world knows how long his lifespan is, but once the period of this probation is over, every mortal man dies, and his period of probation is forever end. There is. No reincarnation. No man can come back to life again after man dies. The soul and the spirit will go to heaven or go to eternal lake of fire. After a man dies, his eternal state and destiny are settled, unchanged, and unchangeable. 
This is the reason why you need to learn this lesson, and you need to really shape up your life to live in the right way, to prepare yourself to meet God, to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and we will have rewards in heaven. Every human being on earth face death. Death is the visible sign of the result of sin. And death has been expected by all human beings of all nations and all tribes. Death means that we have a separation from this body. Our spirit or our soul are separated from this body and enter into eternal destiny for The righteous people, they enter into eternal life in heaven. But for the unrighteous, they will enter into eternal lake of fire, or we call the second death. Our body returns to the ground, to the dust. But the real man, which is our soul or our spirit, is indissoluble. And indestructible, it will go on into eternity. In the previous lessons, you have also learned about the judgment and the rewards of believers. Today, we're going to look through the scriptures together. The judgment of unbelievers. I pray that you are a born again Christian. You are a godly person. You believe in Jesus. And you repent of your sin, you are real, born again disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we should learn about the judgment of unbelievers, so that we will have a burden to pray for our unbelieving loved ones, our unbelieving friends, and reach out to them, tell them about the gospel and the love of God. If God did not bring man. Up for judgment, his own justice is violated. His righteousness and holy law are insulted. God is the just God. He has His way and His law. He is holy and righteous. Therefore, when man commits sin or rebel against Him, man has to stand before His judgment throne and. Will be judged. The character, and deeds, and words of the unbelievers demand that God bring every work to judgment, and this will take place at the great white throne. Every unbeliever will have to stand before God at the great white throne for judgment, because God is just. When you drive your car above the speed limit, you get a ticket, and you have to pay the fine because of the justice of the country, the law of the country. We are talking about the universal law of God that all men need to obey, and when man disobey God, he face judgment. 
Thank God that Jesus faced judgment for us at the cross. So after we are born again and become a disciple of Jesus Christ, we don't have to be judged for punishment anymore. Jesus took our punishment on His body at the cross. Although the unbeliever or the wicked are sometimes judged in this earthly life, the final and eternal judgment of the wicked takes place at the great white throne, at the close of the 1,000 years of the kingdom period. Let me read the scripture to show you. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. I believe that your name is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb. But for the unbelievers, the wicked, those who deny Jesus, their names are in another book. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. You notice that? Every deed and action and decision and motive and words are recorded in the books in heaven. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. And death and Hades, or in other words, the spirit of unbeliever who are in hell, deliver up the dead were in them. And they were judged each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. All human beings are judged out of the books according to their works. Non-believers' actions and deeds and words are recorded. They will have no excuses on that day at the great white throne. Therefore, I pray for my friends and relatives to be saved so that their sins will be forgiven and their sins will be paid by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. For us as believers, we don't have to be judged for our sinful deeds because Jesus paid for us already. We are judged for rewards, whether we're going to receive rewards or not. But if we are really born again Christians, we will live a life of faith and we obey God and we repent of our sin every day. Daniel chapter 7 verse 26, talking about the beasts and talk about Satan and the fallen angels. But in verse 26, Daniel chapter 7 talk about that. But in verse 26, talk about the judgment seat of God. God will sit on his great white throne. But the judgment will be set by the court of the Most High. And they shall take away his dominion 
His dominion means the Antichrist and Satan to consume it gradually and to destroy it suddenly in the end. Many scriptures talk about the judgment on the wicked. Acts chapter 17 verse 31. Let me read many scripture to you so that you know that what I am talking here is not my own thought. It's in the Bible. Acts 17 31. Because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. The Lord Jesus Christ is the judge. And one day, all the people will stand before him and face the judgment. Jude verses 14 and 15. Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesies about this man also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them, and all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Again, the book of Jude talk about the great white throne, the judgment on the sinners, or on the ungodly, the wicked, and the unbelievers. And God kept record of all of their deeds and actions and their words. My dear brother and sister, let us live a life that is different from the ungodly or the wicked. We should live a life of repentance, of holiness and righteousness. When we know that we have a bad attitude or sinful attitude, we should repent quickly. If we know that we are doing something wrong, like addiction, pornography, or bad habits, we should repent right away. We don't want to fall into this category of the ungodly, and we may not make it to heaven even though Jesus died for us, but we really don't treat God as our God. You remember the Bible said in Matthew chapter 7 that not everyone who calls the Lord Jesus, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. We have to be really born again Christians. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27, And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, judge meant after we die we face judgment we face the judgment of the believers or the righteous and the reward not judgment to go to hell but judgment in the area of how we live our life on earth and how much rewards we will receive what kind of rewards we will receive in eternity but the unbeliever will face judgment as well according to the bible there is no reincarnation Every man is born once, lived in this world one time, died, and after that, eternal destiny. Romans chapter 2, verse 5 to 16. But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. The Bible talks about righteous judgment of God. 
in the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. You may have secret sin, but it's not secret to God. God knows every single thought, every single word you speak, every single action you do behind the scene. You may think that those things are the secrets toward other people, but for God, He knows everything. I am a man who live in the fear of God. I will not do anything behind the scene that is ungodly and unrighteous, because I know one person has watched me. That is my Almighty God, and He knows everything that I do. I want to be sincere, genuine, and faithful to Him. God will bring judgment on the last day. The final state of the wicked is described under many figures. We're going to look at what the Bible say about the final state of the unrighteous or the wicked. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. It's good to know the destiny of the unrighteous. Then. He will also say to those on the left hand, "Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels." So the final state of the wicked is eternal fire. Number two, Matthew eight twelve, but the sons of the kingdom. Will be cast out into outer darkness. So another thing is outer darkness. You may be confused why there is a fire and at the same time darkness. Yes, there is fire in hell, but in hell there is no sunshine. There is no glory of God. So even though you see the fire in hell, but the atmosphere in hell is full of darkness. Outer darkness means out of heaven, out of the presence of God. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There will be torment. There will be suffering there for eternity. Eternal fire, outer darkness. Another one, torment. Revelation fourteen ten to eleven. He himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Which is pour out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of that torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. Who worship the beast and his image? And whoever received the mark of his name, the eternal state or destiny of the unbeliever, is eternal fire, outer darkness, the wrath of God, no rest, suffering for eternity, burning pain for eternity in hell. So, we 
must live in the fear of God and make sure that we are really safe and born again by repenting of our sin and treating the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Not only that, the Bible talks about everlasting punishment. Matthew 25, 46. And this will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The ungodly, the wicked, the unbelievers will face eternal punishment. But for the righteous like you and me, and I hope you are the righteous, you are the born-again Christian, you're going to enter into eternal life. Another one, the Bible talks about wrath of God, the anger of God. Romans chapter 2, verse 5, but in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of God, of the righteous judgment of God. The unbeliever, the wicked, will face the wrath of God. God has mercy. He's a merciful God. As long as you live on this earth, He will show mercy to you. He will show His grace and goodness to you so that you can repent. But many people in the world don't want to repent. They have a very hard heart. The heart is hardened, stiff-necked life. And they rebel against God. On the last day, they will face the wrath of God. Another one, the Bible talks about second death. The first death is a physical death. The second death is a death in eternal lake of fire. Revelation 21.8 But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. My brother and sister, I believe you are a born-again Christian. Don't live that kind of lifestyle, cowardly, sexual immorality, lying all the time, cheating. You should not deceive people. You should not become a deceiver. We should live a life of righteousness and holiness in the fear of God and ask the fire of God to burn on the inside of you or the junk of sin. We know that there are four kinds of fire. The fire of test or trial or hardship. The fire of the Holy Spirit will come in to burn the sinful nature on the inside and of the demonic activity so that you can live a holy life. The fire at the judgment seat of Christ to reveal the motive, the attitudes of the believers while they were serving the Lord. And this last fire is a second death, the eternal lake of fire and brimstone. One more thing, what the wicked will face in eternity. 
eternal destruction and separation from the face of God. The human spirit is immortal because it is made in the image of God. Death is not cessation of being a human. Death is not the destruction or disappearing of the spirit. The spirit of the wicked will enter into a state of conscious suffering after they die. Punishment after death will not come with any more probation or any ultimate restoration. Once a person dies, he enters into the judgment and no more chance of probation or giving his life to God again. There is no more chance of restoration. It's done deal after a person dies on this planet Earth. The wicked are to be punished because of their sin. And they cannot avoid the judgment of God. That's what the Bible tells us. I would like to read from Romans chapter 2, verses 8 to 9. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish on every soul of man who does evil of the Jew first and also of the Greek. The Bible talks about judgment here, the suffering of the unrighteous. Isaiah 66, verse 24. And they shall go forth and look upon the corpse of the men who have transgressed or rebelled against God, against me, against God. For their worm does not die, and their fire is not quenched. They shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. The spirit of the wicked will face unquenchable fire and they will face the worm in hell. It's not fun to go to hell. Matthew 25, 41 and 46. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me who cursed into the everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. And this will go away into everlasting punishment. You see the Bible talk about everlasting. No return. No second chance. After the person died, the person who rejects God will go into everlasting punishment. But the righteous into eternal life. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 7 to 9. And to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven and with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. After you read all this scripture, you can see that there is no suggestion in any one scripture individually or collectively to assure the reincarnation or the rebirth 
or the restoration or the second chance of any human being. The punishment is an everlasting punishment. No second chance. Mark chapter nine forty four to forty eight, where the worm does not die, and the fire is not quenched, and if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame rather than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched. Wow, the fire in hell will never be quenched, where the worm does not die. And the fire is not quenched. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where the worms does not die, and the fire is not quenched. You can see here that it's so serious about not living in sin. The Lord Jesus warned us that we should not use our physical organs to sin against God. We should live a repentant life. The languages in these scriptures that we read is very plain. Revelation chapter fourteen, nineteen, and twenty also show that the judgment is eternal or endless. I give you example: Revelation nineteen three. Again, they said. Hallelujah! Her smoke rises up forever and ever. The smoke from the eternal lake of fire. Revelation fourteen eleven, and the smoke of that torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whoever received the marks of his name. Again, forever and ever, eternal lake of fire. Will never come to an end. Revelation twenty verse ten, the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night, not just only night time, all day long, forever and ever. Fire. In all this scripture, is a symbol of divine judgment. Is this a literal fire? Let me explain to you. If heaven is literal, not just a concept or idea, there is a real heaven. Then the fire of hell and the torment in hell must also be literal, or it's a real thing. Not just the concept or just the idea. There is real fire in hell. Matthew three ten, and even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. This scripture reminds us that if we are really born again Christian, we will produce good fruit. We will produce righteousness, love, kindness, mercy. We will serve the Lord, and we will be faithful in using what God has given to us. Matthew thirteen forty two, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. 
there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. The Bible talk about the fire of hell here. There are false views or opinions concerning eternity, and we need to understand that these false views are not biblical. The false views concerning the life after death are in the intermediate state between death and the resurrection. Are Taught in many many societies and many countries. For example, people say that man only sleep after he dies, and they call soul sleep. Actually, the concept of soul sleep is an outgrowth of the doctrine of annihilationism. What is this doctrine? Annihilationism. Is directly related to the doctrine of conditional immortality, the idea that a human soul is not immortal unless it is given eternal life. This doctrine asserts that God will eventually destroy the wicked, completely gone, leaving only the righteous to live on in immortality. This doctrine is the belief that those who are wicked will. Perish, or be no more. They will be gone. Their spirits are gone. There is no hell for believers. We go to heaven, but the spirit of the unbelievers will be completely destroyed. This doctrine say that after the final judgment, all unsafe human beings, all fallen angels, and Satan himself will be totally destroyed, so as to not exist anymore. And that their consciousness will be extinguished, rather than suffer everlasting torment in hell. There is no such term in the Bible as soul sleep. When the Bible makes reference to sleep in death, it refers to the body and not the soul. The Bible call death sleep, which means the body go to sleep into the dust of the world. And one day the body will be resurrected. That's what the Bible talk about: sleep of the body, not of the spirit. John chapter eleven, verses eleven to fourteen. This thing he said, and after that he said to them, "Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up." Then his disciples said, "Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well." However, Jesus spoke of his death. But they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, "Lazarus is dead." Jesus talked about the sleep of the body. Death is the sleeping of the body. The body go into the dust. Matthew nine twenty four. He said to them, "Make room for the girl. Is not dead, but sleeping." And they ridiculed him. Again, the Bible talk about sleeping. Of the body, death. First Thessalonians chapter four verse thirteen. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, death, the sleeping of the body, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. So that is a wrong idea. That death is just sleep. The soul or the spirit sleep. No, the soul and the spirit will go directly to heaven or to hell, and. Every human being will stay for eternity. There is no complete destruction of the spirit 
of the unsaved Satan or fallen angel. Another wrong view or wrong thinking is you can become immortal by fulfilling certain conditions and religious laws. First Timothy chapter six, fifteen to sixteen, which he will manifest in his own time. He who is blessed, the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. The Bible says that God is immortal. Therefore, there is no scripture at all that say that human beings are immortal. Every human being will die one day and will face eternal judgment and eternal destiny. There is no such thing that people can do something to live immortal life. Every man is mortal. Another wrong idea. After people die, their spirit will wander in the world, and man can make contact with spirits of the dead in the world. Is it true that after a man dies, his spirit can wander in the world, and you can call him to talk to him? That spirit come into somebody's body and talk. That is not biblical. After a man died, his spirit will go to either heaven or hell. The spirits that are moving around on earth are evil spirits, the servant of Satan. Human spirit will leave this world after death. You can read that in Luke chapter sixteen, nineteen to thirty-one. Talking about the rich man and Lazarus, there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. He lived for himself. He lived, enjoy life for himself. He doesn't care about believing in God or serving God. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with. The crumbs, which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, "Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger into water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame." But Abraham said, "Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented." And besides all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, "I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment." Abraham said to him, "They have Moses and the 
prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, "No, Father Abraham. But if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent." But he said to him, "If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead." You can see that after the rich man died, he went directly to hell, and Lazarus went directly to heaven. And they were separated. The spirits were not on the earth to communicate on earth. After every man died, his spirit will get out of this earth and go to the eternal destiny right away, and will not come back again. Another false teaching or the false idea about life after death is called nibbana or nirvana. Buddhism teaches that salvation, or to attain to nibbana, is earned by one's own effort. What is nibbana? Nibbana is the final goal of Buddhist striving. It means to be released from existence, which has been driven by craving, desiring, or wanting something. The word is derived from a verb meaning to cool by. Blowing the cooling refers to being relieved of the fever of greed, hatred, and delusion. Nibbana come from Pali language. Nirvana come from Sanskrit language. It's the highest spiritual state and the ultimate goal of Buddhism. The word nibbana comes from nir, meaning stop, and va, meaning to blow. Blow it away to stop. Thus, nibbana is the extinguishing or blowing out of the fires of greed, hatred, and ignorance. Nirvana, or the liberation from cycles of rebirth, is the highest aim of Buddhism. In other words, after you reach this nirvana, your spirit completely disappear. You. Disappear from the system. You don't exist anymore because you stop having the desire and the crave of this world. This idea is not biblical. After a man dies, his spirit exists for eternity, either in heaven or hell. And the salvation of the soul come from the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, not man's own effort. Last one, I want to talk about the wrong idea of the state after death. We call purgatory. Purgatory is the Roman Catholic view, which teaches that even the faithful, or the righteous, or the believer, must go through a process of purification before being fit to meet God in heaven. During this time of cleansing, the church offers prayer, and the next of kin or the relative give money to the church on behalf of the dead person. How long one would be in purgatory is unknown, but it is determined by the degree of their guilt. In purgatory, the believer is cleansed through suffering. Yet this suffering is not eternal or permanent, as 
is the suffering of the wicked in hell. The Catholic Church holds that all who die in God's grace and friendship, but still imperfectly purified, must undergo the process of purification, which the Church calls purgatory, so as to achieve the holiness necessary to enter the joy of heaven. This idea or this doctrine bases its teaching also on the practice of praying for the dead in use within the church ever since the church began. I found a picture of the purgatory that people were in the punishment fire before the angel would take them to heaven to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. This is unbiblical idea. There is no such thing in the Bible. So in this lesson, you learn about the judgment and the final state of the wicked or the unbelievers. Please keep your salvation by repenting of your sin every day and follow the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Please witness to your friend. Don't attack them that they're going to go to hell. You tell your unbelieving friends that God loved them and pray that the goodness of God will be revealed to them so that they come to repentance. I hope that no one who is listening to this teaching will enter the judgment of the unbelievers that we learn from the Bible today. Thank you so much. If you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ and become a born-again believer, why don't you pray with me so that you will have the sure salvation and eternal life in heaven. Pray with me. Give your life to Jesus. Father in heaven, I am a sinner. I repent of my sin. From today on, you are my God. I will obey you. Lord Jesus, you are my Savior, my Lord. Come into my life right now. I will walk with you, follow you, obey you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. May the Lord bless you, and I hope to see you in other teachings. May the Lord pour His grace upon you and use you to tell many people the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.